0: In the game of basketball, stars are made. But how do they get to that point? How has the game changed them? And what are they doing today? Welcome to Rebound Radio with your host, Matt Fish of Rebound Magazine. Each week, Matt goes one-on-one with some of the legends of basketball, finds out their inside story, and uncovers stories you've got to hear to believe. Now, here's Matt Fish and Alex Clancy.
1: Hey, everybody. Uh, Alex Clancy, Matt Fish in studio, Voice America Radio, Rebound Radio. Follow Matt Fish on Twitter at Rebound Talk. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Uh, If you want to get any information on uh, the NBRPA and uh, Rebound Magazine, you can email Matt at Rebound, Matt Fish at ReboundMagazine.com. What else did I miss? I think I got everything. Go to VoiceAmerica.tv. Go to the link. And then you'll see a big Rebound logo right in the middle of the uh, homepage. Uh, Click on that, and there's a bunch of content on there we got a few weeks back at the NBA Legends Conference in Vegas. A lot of great uh, video um, interviews from former athletes uh, that Matt and I did, and uh, a lot of really good content. So check all of that out. Now, Matt, how have you been since we've last seen each other? I've been good. I've been good. I've been watching some of these Olympics games
2: and taking it all in. Yeah? Yeah. Are you riveted at all? Uh, I just can't believe it got down to three points in a couple of those games. But uh, they did bounce back in Argentina. So that's what I've been up to. And uh, daughter's birthday is tomorrow.
1: Yeah? 13?
2: uh, She'll be 11. 11? Oh, I was way off. Pretty excited. So we've got a couple cousins that are being flown into town today. And they'll From be Iowa, there. yeah, they'll be <laughs> they'll be there when I, I get back. Good.
1: That's pretty good. I appreciate that. That's that's, uh, that's almost good. ready for the dinner bell, but not not quite.
2: <laughs> so that'll be interesting. She has no idea we're going to surprise her. Oh, It'll that's be like, fun. Here's your two cousins for the next three days. So uh, we've been cleaning the house, making sure it's ready for Rugrats to tear it up.
1: That's so, fun. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Well, you know, we uh, are hoping to get. Um, Mr. David Nave was part of the NBRPA to call in and uh, tell us his story. That is what Rebound Ma- Rebound Radio is all about: uh, getting the information that kind of gets overlooked after the days of playing uh, are done. Former athletes calling in, telling them, fr- telling us where they grew up, to how they rose to fame at the the pinnacle of their career in the NBA or Harlem Globetrotters or the like, or playing overseas and their transition out of professional basketball into the real world, which is something that people don't really think about. Um, laymen, you know, people that, the traditional uh, working folk that don't ever have the uh, champagne dreams actually come to fruition, you know? Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of our foundation here at Rebound Radio, and then Rebound Magazine is a publication that Matt uh, publishes quarterly. Um, a lot of great stuff with former athletes and Uh, just interviews and and information and anything you want to know you can find in Rebound Magazine. Yeah.
2: uh, I enjoy it. Every time I I do an interview and gather some more information, I learn more about the game of basketball and about the era that they came from and, and, and kind of the way they give back and have been given to. So I enjoy just learning more about you know, all the game of basketball, the history and, and just the decades and how it's changed over the years and the evolution and on and on. So, you know, I, I again had this vision about six years ago and started Rebound Magazine to do just that. I needed a platform to gather these former pro athlete stories. So, you know, hey, I've had that. It's, it's, it's evolved from what was once a pamphlet now is a true magazine. You can get it online as well. You know, mm. uh, so uh, it's, there's a digital version. You know, I have some uh, season ticket holders in the NBA receive a digital version of Rebound. It's really all about where are they now and how we made this game and the transitioning services and the the different things that the NBRPA does in the community. And uh, so I've enjoyed uh, the whole ride, and I've continued to enjoy it. We do Rebound Radio now, obviously, and TV. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're really stepping up our game, and uh, we want to continue to bring this great content.
1: Yeah, well, yeah what he said that's exactly correct because this is Matt I came on board about probably three months ago now and it's uh it's been a fun journey so far and I've seen the progression of things you know even in just the short time that I've uh been uh you know an ancillary part to this uh to this group and it's um it's nice. It's fun. It's good to see tra- you know, transitioning every day into more and more things, more and more charity events for kids, uh centralizing around basketball, but really uh the real teeth of the matter is uh, you know, teaching life skills and financial literacy is the big thing that that Matt is uh trying to spearhead and uh there's an app coming out in the next uh what a couple months. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. We're going to touch on that every week now, so uh, there will be awareness for when it actually hits the market, and uh, hitting the market makes it sound like you have to pay for it when it, you, know, you don't. And uh, we'll talk about that a little later. Uh, we just try for the Yolo generation. That's that's the, a term that I coined for anybody really under the age of 25. Uh, it's not all stats. It's not all fantasy sports. It's not all um, surrounded by stats and jerseys and you know and sneaker contracts and stuff. It's Really when people leave the game it's it's when life really starts and that's kind of what we're focusing on here. Uh, people do a lot of great things after they leave the game. You know, it's not all yep. it's not all, you know, partying and arrest records and you know, infidelity and you know, um, you know all the stuff that hits the market because that's what TMZ promotes. Mm-hmm it's it's not really like that and people are doing a lot of great things for a lot of great charities
2: i like the demographics of the mbrpa it's a little older skewed a little older but everyone has gone through it you know everyone has a chance to kind of take a look at their lives you know since then and a little older a little wiser and uh, they certainly find ways to give back. They use their stature and you know the community, not only their height, ducking under doors, but also their, their big hearts, and, and they go out there and find ways to give back, and that's really what the NBR Pay is all about. So being the president of the nonprofit here in, in Phoenix, you know that's I'm excited to have partners with Valley of the Sunday Night Away and uh, Phoenix Suns Charities and so forth. Uh, we go out and make a difference you know, monthly and as much as we can. What do you have going on now? Right now we're working on, uh, they're actually doing something for us. They're gonna have a heart screening up and coming. So I'm excited to do give something back to the members. And that's going to happen, I think, right at the beginning of the season. So it's a little little out there, but we had to let the NBA know that you know, we had plans on uh, hosting it so they don't start doing it themselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we had to claim our ground first, and we do, we're do. we going to have it uh, during uh, just before one of the games. So everybody that comes down there gets their heart checked out because of all the issues that's going on. We'll also go to a game, and, and I'll know more about it as we get closer to that time. That's
1: cool. Yeah, it's yeah, good. It is. It is. Uh, He's done a bunch of camps recently with kids yep. and like it's just it seemed like it's it's a bi weekly thing and it's it's difficult. I mean it's there's a lot of moving parts in putting on any sort of camp or any sort of charity event, and it's not just, oh, I'm holding a charity event, so I'll just make a couple of calls and that's gonna be it. I mean, there's a lot of groundwork. These guys are not getting paid for this. I mean, this is out of the goodness of of you know, of what they want to do and, and what what their mission statement, their personal mission statement is in an effort to help uh, Youths and youths youths and um whatever cause they want to be a part of and help with they they use uh, their celebrity or you know their connections that they had when they were celebrities to be able to make this all come to fruition for for underprivileged kids or kids that are you know troubled or uh, you know, maybe just need a little guidance. It's, um, well,
2: I find it that if I can find something that really does strike their nerve, it's easy for them to get involved, yeah. you know, for them, if it strikes home, then, you know, it's easy for them to go out and make that difference. And they do just that, you know, they step up and, and, and really out of the goodness of their heart or their own belief system and, and finding ways to give back, certainly have that, uh, you know, catalyst in place when it comes to the Phoenix chapter and 11 other chapters across the United States. So, you know, we're, they are going to continue to grow that as well, by the way, they plan on having one in every NBA city. So, you know, the bigger outreach grassroots approach you can reach then the better so we're going to continue to make sure that the difference is made here in phoenix
1: yeah and that voice you hear is matt fish the phoenix chapter president of the national basketball retired players association former nba player played overseas played for what 10 years collectively
2: yeah just a little over 10 years i was lucky enough to you know consider basketball as my you know a job so i I took it for granted but it was it was great 10 11 years so yeah
1: and uh you know, you won a CBA championship, too, which not a lot of people know about. Yeah,
2: you know, I got drafted in 92 and, uh, you know, went to the CBA and fought my way through. And that's kind of the D-League approach, mm-hmm. What is now. Back then, it really wasn't a true farm system, but it is now, uh, which it needed to be back then, to be honest. we uh, And I won a championship. And after I won a championship, uh, went on and played for the Clippers and then had a few years in the NBA in the mid-'90s and, and had a really fun run at it and uh, took it for granted and thought it would last forever mm-hmm. and all those things. And then, uh, you know, you get to a point in time where, you know, I'm gonna have to give this up because my, this hurts and that hurts. And, you know, I may have the best, uh, I may have gold hubcaps on my wheelchair, you know what I mean? But, (laughs) you know, so you kind of get down like, what do you want to do? And and so I always knew that education was important. So after I gave up basketball, I went back and educated myself. I've been a teacher and I've been trying to find ways to give back and through the NBRPA, this 501c3 nonprofit, it's been a nice way for me to really, really scratch the itch that I have in order to make the difference and then you know when you're working with former pro athletes you know the WNBA NBA players and Harlem Globetrotter like David Knaves were trying to get on the <laughs> hopefully he'll call in today. Um, you know, these, these, they're making that difference with these guys who, and many of them are tall and they stand out anyway, but if you don't have a message, that's not good. And so we make sure they have a message, and that message has been taught, you know, and, and so not only getting a door open, but having a message once you've walked through that door is key for these former pro athletes. And we provide that with the NBRPA.
1: Yeah, and it's, it, it, well said, and it's another thing that's overlooked is that. You know all the money that people are making today in the NBA with inflation and everything, and all the shoe contracts and you know with Nike. I mean, TV le- deals is the biggest Yeah, best thing. yeah. Le- LeBron yeah. is gonna is projected to make one point five billion dollars in his playing career with with uh, endorsements and in salary. Um, nobody made money in the nineties. You know, I mean, it we really could comparatively speaking, even the top tier guys didn't make money in the nineties. Yeah, 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 you know, so well. that money dries up and then. You got to go find something to do, and that—that's what shows even more um, the love that these former athletes have for what they're, you know, what they're doing. Financial literacy for you, we put on charity events all the time, so it's not, and it's for the NBRPA, but it's also for you know personal reasons, and they're taking time out of their work schedule because they're not. It's not like you have a trust fund after you play in the NBA, you know. It—it goes back to normal life, so it just shows even more how much they're. You know, making time for others when really you don't have to. You think about
2: the guys that are ten years older than me, and they didn't make the money you know that I supposedly made. And when I was with the Clippers in 1994, now I was a you know a, a lower paid player, but 150 thousand yeah. dollars, you know, and, and that's not really a heck of a lot when you think about a career being only ten years or less than that. A lot of brokers or the average NBA career is two and a half years. Crazy. So you know, of course, pension starts at three. It's funny how that <laughs> you know hammers itself out. But uh, so you know, again, I. 10 years older than me, the people are making 50000 you know what I mean? But 10 years after me and 20 years after me, that same position now is, you know, closer to a million dollars. So, you know, the revenues are there now way more than they ever were then. And then who am I to complain? The guy who's 10 years older than me can talk about how little they make. Then you go 10 years older than them and they were working two jobs. So uh, it's interesting to see the evolution of the game. And now with those big revenues for TV, it's just unreal to watch this money come in. And I'm happy for them, but they better be smart about it. And, uh, you know, I've been there, done that, so I'm hoping that some of them lean on me and some of my advice on, hey, man, you know what, Uh, make sure you're smart with what it is that you do. And, uh, you know, that's what the NBRPA does also is to make sure that, uh, you know, those that weren't smart, they can help them out. You know, and um, we're always trying to get to the current players now because the current players are going to be former players eventually. So if you can get to them now and really if if you could lean on the elders, I guess we're their elders, then they should listen to us and listen to our mentorship and, 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 you know, just go from there and have a life after basketball. You're going to have a long life after basketball.
1: Yeah, it's it's interesting because um, Gronk, um, he hasn't spent one cent of his salary yet. Rob Gronkowski the tight end for the New England Patriots it's all been endorsements. It's easy when you drink Coors Light, you know, and eat hot dogs, I'm sure to be able to save that. But <laughs> it's but it's interesting. Michael Carter Williams came out of Syracuse a few years ago. I think he deferred a boatload of it. For a while, so he could put it in a trust and for himself. it's... And Alan Iverson, if he didn't screw himself, I was just looking this up online. I think it was thirty-two million dollar Reebok um, fund that he had for when he turned forty or fifty. Yeah. I'm not exactly sure. It was something 40. like that. But then he screwed himself out of that also because yeah. he filed bankruptcy before that. <laughs> so it's and he made he made a lot of money. Yeah, you know, and it's it's an evil double-edged sword. It's the greatest thing in the world. I'm assuming to to be wealthy or to be rich. Wealthy. Chris Rock said. Shaq is rich. The guy that signs Shaq's check is wealthy. You know, so that's it to be because rich is, is uh, there's a time, there's a time spectrum on being rich. Depends on if you do the correct things to become wealthy for a long time and and set up generations ahead of you, uh, generations after you. So, yeah, it's an interesting time with the amount of money that these young kids are making now. And yeah, the MBRPA can help.
2: Yep. I know that I've enjoyed being a member for a long time. And I'll tell you, they just uh, released some numbers this week about uh, helping back uh, with some uh, scholarships for members of the NBRPA. So those that are their kids, their grandkids, you know, uh, they have all can get scholarships to further their education. So that being said, uh, they were uh, talking about this. This uh, week we got an email and it said that the 2016 Dave DeBuscher and Earl Lloyd College Scholarships programs were finalized and the checks went out. The scholarships were to 37 participants and nearly 180,000 was paid out. Wow. Yeah, that's big. So each of the 37 participants received, 30 what, about $3,500 for the Dave DeBuscher. And the toy, uh, ten Lloyd winners won five thousand bucks so making their total scholarship of eight thousand four hundred and forty one dollars for just you know what that's just a, wow. why wouldn't you be a member yeah you know and so when I saw that i've got my you know tomorrow my daughter's gonna be eleven i'm thinking you know for, for what it is that we pay you know and to have that opportunity to have a scholarship knowing that schooling's going to go only but up. And uh, so that was a really good e- email to read this week. Absolutely. And you know, I was excited as a member to get that. I was excited that we as, a, as an organization can do that for our own. And, and so $180,000 went out just recently for scholarships just uh, because being a member of the MBRPA.
1: That's great. Mm. You know? I mean, that, it's, it's a beautiful thing when a corporation that you work for, a nonprofit, a 501c3 that you work for, can, can yield that kind of uh, help. Because, I mean, all the people need it. That's besides the education scholarships yeah. they give out. We yeah. talked
2: about Concordia, and we talked about these other uh, groups that get on board and give out education for free so you can just get a degree if you didn't get it before. So, I mean, the importance of education and the importance of, of making sure that you can pay for it with the scholarships that they just awarded. So that right there proves that you know, good things are happening. With, the, yeah. know, with the, There's a good future.
1: So ju- just to give the exact number, uh, Michael Carter-Williams, uh, was guaranteed, this was from in 2013 ABC News, uh, was guaranteed $4.5 million over the first two seasons. And he put his salary in a trust that he can't touch for three years, which is this year. He can finally touch that. And he's living off endorsements. I mean, that's, this kid, somebody got into his ear right away. I was like, you know what? Don't be a cautionary tale. I mean, $4.5 million is uh, obviously a, a lot of money. Comparatively speaking, it's pennies. To, to what they're making now. But 4.5 you put into a trust and you live off your, you probably make a couple hundred thousand dollars a year in endorsements. Probably more. Do you need more?
2: No.
1: Your, your flights are paid for. Yeah. Your travel completely is paid for. Hotels yeah. are paid for. Those frequent flyer miles must be sweet. Well. Okay. <laughs> and, and your meals are paid for. And well, you, you probably mess around a little bit, but I'm sure you get a per diem when you're on the road or no. Yeah, you're you, get money. A, you get money yeah. when, you're, when you're a millionaire. You get a hundred bucks. Here's a hundred bucks to, uh, g- to go eat. Per day. You got to be effing kidding
2: me <laughs> per, per day per day and that was when you played yeah that was is that I well it went up to it by, by the end of my what career, do you need it for <laughs> i i needed it because my i didn't have big income that's fine no but i, I think that's you, yeah you some just some of those it. guys i think were just use it for gambling money or tipping, <laughs>
1: tipping money some of those <laughs> yeah, some of yeah. the guys that had the
2: big money it wasn't me do you get frequent so.
1: flyer miles well here's what happens okay earlier. no 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 we got to take a break. I want to start this story fresh. On the other side of the break, we'll talk about me hating Carmelo Anthony and the USA basketball. We'll continue to talk NBRPA because that's what we're going to talk about the majority of the time. And I think he doesn't know this yet, but Mr. Matthew Edward Fish is going to get an interview from me about what it was really like to play in the NBA. Alex Clancy, Matt Fish in studio, Rebound Radio. We will be right back.
0: Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams, Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave. You're listening to Rebound Radio with Matt Fish. Call into the show today at 1 888 346 9144. That's 1 888 346 9144. You can also drop an email to Matt Fish at reboundmagazine.com. Now back to the show.
1: Rebound Radio, Alex Clancy, Matt Fish in studio. Here we are. Yeah. We're uh, never san- mind. <laughs> <No. laughs> uh, so uh, we were talking about um, per diems uh, in the NBA <laughs> when Matt Fish played in the mid '90s to uh, early 2000s. The per diem was one hundred dollars per day per player uh, to w- when you go on the road. So let you- me give you an example. Yeah.
2: We-, we go on a ten-day road trip, and they hand you an envelope of a thousand dollars, and I was like, what? I was taken back to, you know... to, to the others, I think it was maybe gambling money. Like I yeah. said, or it was just, and actually, the gamble, some gambled more than that on just the flight from the East Coast to the West Coast. You get there and be like, I'm up 18, I'm down 14. I'm like, are you, <laughs> what are you, just, <laughs> so I never what are you gambling it? what are you gambling
1: in? Well, uh-huh. they,
2: they, it was going on, they're on the airplane, you know, just phones uh, or, did you fly private? Or, it just didn't matter. Yeah. And that's what I was going to tell you, there's no freaking flyer miles because oh, they're, right. they're chartered. Damn it. It's
1: all chartered. Yeah, that's too bad. Imagine those frequent flyer, those Marriott points. I'm sure you stayed well, at the Four Seasons. You didn't stay at the Marriott. Well, I played in
2: the CBA, definitely, because we flew and flew and flew some more. So, uh, you know, and some bussing. But that being, <laughs> <laughs> that being said, there was some more frequent flyer miles, and and I remembered saving up enough to be able to fly my brother on his 28th birthday down to Mar del Plata, <laughs> Argentina. Man, that was that was a great. Were you birthday. building churches down there, or <laughs> yeah. what? I was you
1: building churches? But, All right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that so that baffles me. So now, so say they get two hundred fifty dollars a day. I don't know what it is. I'm now. just saying I, that's that's my Maybe. educated guess. So say two hundred say two hundred dollars a day. Okay, you're on a ten day road trip. Two hundred. So you get two k, and you get twenty hundred dollar bills in an envelope. Okay, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you're, they're going to feed you too. Oh,
2: they're going to feed you also. And then you're going to show up at the hotel, and the, the key's there waiting for
1: you, okay. as well as food if you're hungry. Okay, food if you're hungry, okay. So, I, so you have a porterhouse waiting for you with some shrimp, that's great. And you have $2,000 to spend in 10 days. You're pretty much in the gym 40% of the time? Uh, not even, but... But working out yeah, and practice?
2: definitely. You have shoot-arounds, cardio, and you have practice, you know. Mm. Shoot-arounds the day of the game. So you go in the morning, you know what I mean, at about 10 o'clock, and you walk through what you're going to do. And then you got the rest of the day to, till the game at night. And you get yourself ready and, and whatever you do during the day, I'm not sure. But then you have your game. It's usually 7 o'clock or so. Game goes a couple hours. Sometimes you leave that night. Sometimes you spend the night there. It just depends on your schedule. So, yeah, you,
1: you know, you got free what time. As to, well. <laughs> I couldn't spend, I mean, I could, but I couldn't spend $200 a day if I had eight hours. It's like, what do you. A movie's only 12 bucks. Yeah. Like, what? what I just don't. Well, I, then you go to the CBA, and we
2: were $25 a day. Yeah. And, and you're, you know, McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're I mean,
1: probably McDonald's either way. Well, you're hey. McDonald's in the NBA, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, you know, the NBA, they'd feed you. Well, the it, CBA, you had to be
1: like, mm-hmm. yeah. okay. So many Big Macs. Yeah, I mean, I just couldn't. So you're getting paid. I mean, Shaq was making, what was, I saw, it, was, it couldn't be $800,000. No, no, no. So it was like $200,000 a game. So that's 16 mil, right? Well, $200,000 a game times 82 is like 17 yeah. mil. So you're making $200,000 a game. Totally. So, if you're, so if you're on, you play four games in 10 days, say five games in 10 days, yeah. you're making $1.1, $1. 1, $1. $1.2 million. Here you go. Here's another 2K for you. Just in case.
2: Well, Just well, in case. I, again, to, when, when the money's that big, it really seems that small, when, when, you know. But to you and I, who didn't
1: have the big money, two yeah. thousand bucks—that's a lot.
2: Is, it's like my car. Yeah, no, I <laughs> no, I know.
1: No, I know. No, no, no. And that. Well, I mean, and going back to when you played, and it's the money wasn't there. Yeah. I mean well, I there was some there, but no, I, no, 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 didn't, no. I didn't get it. Yeah. There was some
2: there. Um you know, that's why they, everyone thinks people got paid. You know, if you play in the NBA, you know, kids will ask me, How many cars do you have? How many houses do you right. have? And you're like, uh you know I only I live think, in one. So <laughs> it's interesting though. you can play ten year pro and not even make, you know, money. It was just a great to play a game, you know, from for, for Absolutely. me. Absolutely. For me, you know, I didn't have to do homework. You know, I was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, <laughs> you know, yeah, well, and you, you did all the homework after you were done with the MBA. Wow! So yeah. you, got, you have two masters in education and business. Business. That's right. I, that's right. Yeah. So that's um, it's it, it's just an interesting. It's just I'm trying to find out the highest paid player in uh, 1995.
2: Jordan had to been up
1: there. Yeah, there were. Fi- <clears throat> yeah I, I'll find it. but uh, I mean it's just that the per diem thing just makes me laugh. <laughs> and uh, you know I banked it. <laughs> I put it in my hell yeah that was that. I banked Well, it. <laughs> and what was the story you told me about um, Vegas? Was that pop who was who, who, oh, who was coaching you then? Well, we were with uh, yeah, Riley Oh it was, Pat Riley. That was Pat Riley? Oh, that's right. So tell that story again. I love this oh, story.
2: yeah. yeah. Well, Pat Riley, when I played for him, he, he was really fair. He, he made you want to work hard for him. This but, was in Miami. Yeah, for the Miami Heat. Yeah. So he was coaching back then. Now he's, he's GM or president. He's a behind the scenes. But uh, he was coaching us back then. I remember we were heading t- to the West Coast. Everyone was upset because we lost a game we should have won. And knowing that uh, we were going to find ourselves running real hard in practice and making sure that we did our part in order to make up for the loss. Mm-hmm. You know, and then next thing you know, we're, we kind of circle Vegas. And then we put it down in Vegas, and then he hands everyone a, ch- uh, a little envelope of cash for everyone. All, get going off. Hey, man, have a good night. Let's think about this loss. So he, if, if he was more of a mental coach as much as he was a physical coach, and so everyone was like, uh, okay, you know, <laughs> see you here tomorrow, and talk about a nice little uh, team building. Yeah, a little reprieve.
1: Uh, so to answer, Michael Michael Jordan made three point nine million dollars in '95. So it just shows, it just shows, because they'd already won two, cha- three championships then, because that's the year he took off, right? 94-95 was the year he took off. Yep. Yeah. So that's, <laughs> so that it just shows the, the, um, I don't know, just how high things. Matthew Dellavedova is getting ten million dollars a year this year. <sighs> so Tyler Johnson is a bench player for the Miami Heat. Is was a restricted free agent. He was offered $51 million over five years by another team, and the Heat matched it. That's, that's where it's going. Tyler Johnson, and I'm sure the people have heard, but if those of you who don't know, he balled his eyes out. He had no—because he was a great success story because he tried to make it in the NBA a few times. He got, you know, 10-day contracts and D-League 10-day contracts, and then the Heat loved him, and he's a great—he plays really hard. Um, he's, like, the most inspirational in high school. Like the guy that doesn't have the most talent, but he plays hard and he shows up and he practices hard and he, you know, he d's up the best player and all that stuff. Like that guy, yeah. that's Tyler Johnson. And when he was told that he was, get, he got offered fifty million dollars, he started crying, because the, the unfathomable amount of money that fifty million dollars brings to a normal person that happens to play in the NBA is absolutely insane to me. Where's <laughs> It's gonna go nowhere but up. I mean. Oh yeah. Well, LeBron's getting, yeah, LeBron's getting 300 mil. Hmm. Or he's getting three-year 100 mil. He, he's going he's to make so much money. Bryce Harper in the major leagues is going to get $400 million or 500 I mean, if the Yankees want to pay, they're getting rid of everything. They could offer him $500 million if they want to. This is where it's going. I saw a
2: five-year 153 mil. I saw that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was uh, Michael Conley. Yeah. Yeah, on. Mike Conley. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's going to get bonkers, even more so than it already is. You know, there's a, so it's even more now than I, I just hope that, and let's get into the human side of this. I just hope that crime and arrests do not just skyrocket. And even more so, I hope the play doesn't diminish because now it's going to be the true test of how much you really love the game of basketball. Because you can mail it in now. Mike Conley could be hurt, quote unquote, and never play again. And be a multimillionaire. And make $30 million a year. Now, that's a very severe way to put it, but, you know, maybe you take another... If you're on a bad team, you take an extra two weeks before coming back from injury, and you're just collecting paychecks. Oh, yeah. So especially when it's this much money, it's like, uh, why?
2: you, You see some of the running backs in the NFL, and they are shortening their careers because... They don't want to see their lives being shortened any, yeah. anymore. A lot of
1: people are retiring after three or four years. Yeah. You make a couple million dollars, you're yeah. smart with it, and then you yeah. can go on and make hopefully correct business decisions yeah. um, with investing and whatnot, because more people get screwed than not, and you can share uh, a test. We won't share, but you've, you were a victim of that as well. I mean, that's, that's as far as I'll go with that. But um, I, I hope that the play doesn't diminish. The, sty- the, the intensity doesn't diminish. And I don't think it will, because I think that people actually love playing the game of basketball. You play, if you play that much, you play that much basketball, you have since you were young, I mean, you're playing nonstop for six months. You know? Three games a week. Yeah. Traveling. That's your life. That's what yeah. it is. And you have to practice even harder in the offseason to keep your position to get better. To, I couldn't imagine how much Steph Curry's practicing this summer.
2: Yeah, I remember when the, game, the season was over with the Miami Heat. We made it to the Eastern Conference Finals and we lost to Michael Jordan and the Bulls, who yeah. won to win it all.
1: Right? He's pretty good in person, and huh? Tim, Is yeah, he pretty good? Yeah, he's pretty okay,
2: good. good. I'm yeah. just asking. And t- Tim, <laughs> Tim Hardaway turns to me and goes, I'm not going to do anything for a month. You know, and, and you, you think about it, and you're like,
1: yeah, for
2: every day, you know. But of course he didn't. He took like. Five days off, yeah. back at it. Yeah. You know, and, and I days. took. A, you, know, you, you know, you just, you just do. Is if you don't, if you get behind, then you're always trying to catch up. Mm-hmm. So you say, yeah, I'll take a month off, but no one ever does. You feel guilty. You, yeah, you have to work. You have to put the time in. You have to motivate yourself. And uh, that's that's you know, what you had to do, and that was one of the harder things for me, you know, was to make sure that I was motivated to come in and shape, and you know, so to see others who say ah, I'll take a month off, and they really only took five days off, yeah. you understand the commitment that it takes. And and he was, you know, a little older in his career, he was a little later in his career, so he understood that if I took a month off, it might take me two years to come back, you know. So every day, these guys are working out. I mean, these are elite athletes for a reason. These guys. So, yeah. uh, you know it's interesting to see them uh, making sure that they are so. continuing to stay in shape, continuing to go out and give it at all every day. You can't take you can't take days off. You know, days off, not very many.
1: Yeah, Matt Fish, Alex Clancy, in Studio Rebound Radio, Voice America Radio. Follow Matt at Rebound Talk on Twitter. Go to the Facebook page of the NBA Legends and the NBRPA. Um, like both of them. There's a lot of great content on there. Go to voiceamerica.tv. Uh, click on the rebound logo that hits you smack dab in the face right when you get to the home page, and you'll see a lot of videos of Matt and myself uh, doing interviews with former NBA players and those two Aussie dudes from um, the two Aussie dudes that do the jerseys. Yeah, What's it called? <sighs> uh, Come on. You, you have this off the to- tip of your tongue every I did. time. I always Regardless, it's a great product me. where they, these two guys that are Aussie they thought, told me I look like Matthew Dolovadov and I almost smacked one of them. I told them that I thought their accents were fake and they're doing it to pick up girls and they laughed so they didn't confirm or deny my my stance. Um, they have this product, while well, Matt's looking up the name, uh, where uh, they they make high school jerseys of former NBA players and 10% of the proceeds go to the school, uh, which is a genius concept. It's kind of like the, now the benchmark for how these uh, t-shirt companies and jersey companies do it so uh, it, it Entices sponsors or you know former athletes that you know want to pay an homage to their f- former high school. Um, it's really cool. Schoolyard All star Yeah, schoolyard, and it was Dane and Nick. Yeah, fake <laughs> accents for sure. <laughs> we'll have them call in, and you can see for yourself. Yeah. Uh, so USA Basketball, um, they punished Argentina, which is kind of uh, mind boggling uh, for how they played against. Uh, Serbia and France. I, have, I don't have the exact stat that I'd like, but I'm going to give it to you in 20 more words than I would like. When Carmelo Anthony plays more than 21 minutes, every game is close. That's the statement. When he plays more than 25 minutes, every game is close. Uh, 98-88 over Australia, this game was way closer than uh, it showed at the end. He played 35 minutes, took 21 shots. Nobody took more than 16, and that was Kevin Durant. Serbia, they won by four, 94-91. Carmelo Anthony plays 24 minutes, and he scores 12 points. They win by four. Three. Three, that's what I said. Yeah. Uh, France, uh, <laughs> USA, 100 over France, uh, 97. Carmelo Anthony, 27 minutes, 4 of 11. They win by three. Last night, or yesterday, or yesterday during the yep, day, yep. Um, they beat... Uh, Who who did I say? They beat Argentina one hundred five seventy eight. Carmelo Anthony thirteen minutes. That's (laughs) so. That's what it is. Carmelo Anthony is old as dirt, comparatively speaking to the guys that are on the team. Uh, What's his name? The the guy that went to uh, Kevin Durant uh, lit it up. Which is what? Which this is what's supposed to happen. Yeah, you're supposed to have the best of the best guys on your team still take the most shots. You know, I mean it's it's not it's not like oh Carmelo will come and now Carmelo broke all the records. So now he's the greatest USA men's basketball Olympian ever. He's the Michael Phelps of the if that's the truth then uh, USA basketball's in trouble. <laughs> if they're going to actually uh, constitute him as that and uh I I I laugh at that. I laugh at that. Uh, but, you know, by the numbers, he is the most prolific scorer in USA men's basketball history. And I, I almost threw up when I said that I kind of hit it pretty nicely because he's the most selfish player that I've ever come into contact with that has been an all-star, ever, 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 and I'm going to continue on this diatribe uh, until he rescinds his decision to go to Chicago and take $75 million and actually vie for a championship and not take $125 million and hope that a bunch of guys go to New York. So now you get 40% of the starting lineup that you would get uh, with Chicago, now Derek Rose and, and Joachim Nower there. You have Chris Epps Porzingis, who's the heir apparent. Kevin Durant, seven, 9 of 13, 27 points, 7 boards. That's efficiency. That's what you want. Paul George, 17 and 8 on 14 shots. Carmelo Anthony, 3 for 10, 7 points. Sit on the damn bench. I mean, that's that's it. That's my diatribe for the day. I don't know if it's going to be more next time. <laughs> but they, the way to win for the USA is to not have Carmelo Anthony on the court.
2: Well, it's Gold or Bust. I rest Bus. my case. It's Gold or Bust. They have to win Gold or it's considered a, a bust year.
1: That's know. what it is every time, which is un- it's not unfair. It's how it should be until they put lesser players on the court, which they'll never do because the United States is the American dream. It's everything. So they play Spain in the uh, semifinals tomorrow, I believe, Yeah. and then they'll play the winner of Australia, and Australia is going to win that game, so it doesn't really matter. Argentina, though, they had Ginobili. They had Delfino. Oh, it's the ghosts of NBA past. Nocioni. Oh, God. Scola. He's Luis. <laughs> God, he's ancient. He came in the NBA when he was 30. And well, Mano Ginobili's bald spot is getting out of control. Uh, shave yeah. it. Bick it, dude. <laughs> just, just bick it. Just get it done. Just bick it. I know you are the palest skin Argentinian we've ever seen, but bick it. It's time to go. It's time to go. Or just shave it down. I mean, now it's just, it's like a, it's like an amoeba. That it's just starting to grow more and wasn't more. It's that, building
2: cells and building cells. But wasn't that game supposed to be that Argentinian game tougher? Yeah. Than the other games with Serbia? Sc- yeah. Squeaked out. Well, Carmelo Serbia. Anthony
1: only played th- thirteen minutes. That's all I'm saying. Oh That's my God! And this Jokic kid from Serbia, he had twenty-five and six against the Lakers. He's going to Philly also, yeah. dude. They they might not need to stash him. They're, they were going to stash him for a couple years. Get this kid in a jersey. Oh my god. I mean, the Philadelphia 76ers could, in essence, and I know we're jumping all over the place, but I don't care. That's the beauty of the show. They could, in essence, be the new Oklahoma City Thunder with how they drafted, and they actually hit a couple times instead of just drafting Joel Embiid, who is still considered a rookie because he hasn't played in the NBA for the last three years, even though he was drafted third overall three years ago. You have, Jab- uh, oh my god, I can never remember his name the the Philadelphia 76ers guy that got drafted before got drafted right after uh, right after D'Angelo Russell uh, last year. So you have Ben Simmons, and you have this uh, uh, Jokic kid, and you have a break because we got to go. We'll be right back. Rebound Radio.
0: Follow us on Twitter at Voice TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? <laughs> Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Channel.
1: Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market.
0: You're listening to Rebound Radio with Matt Fish. Call into the show today at one 888 346 9144, that's 1-888-346-9144. You can also drop an email to mattfish at reboundmagazine.com. Now, back to the show.
1: And the show is back. Alex Clancy, Matt Fish in studio. Jalil Okafor was the name of the Jeopardy question that um, I was talking about before the break. So the Philadelphia 76ers, 888-346-9144. Um, call us. Follow Matt on Twitter at Rebound Talk. Uh, Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Uh, Philadelphia 76ers, Joel Embiid, uh, maybe, um, Jaleel Okafor, Ben Simmons, and this this Jokic kid is an absolute beast from Serbia. Like, he he has turned heads like crazy. So they could actually be a playoff team in the next two years. If Ben Simmons plays out, or if he just becomes another Blake Griffin, then we might all be in trouble. But uh, on paper, there are worse teams in the NBA than the Philadelphia 76ers right now, which we haven't said for the last over 1,000 days, if not longer. So, I mean, it's it, crazier things have happened um, in the NBA, but I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm saying two or three years they could be a playoff team. You know, it's... They have Nerlens Noel, yeah. Gerald Henderson's there now. That's right, yeah. Uh, you are kidding me that Elton Brand is still in the NBA. Jared Bayless, that Covington kid, uh, is kind of came out of nowhere last year. I mean, there are worse teams in the NBA than the Philadelphia 76ers. I never thought I'd say that. But there are. And, uh, th- I mean, they could win 30 games this year. Which is would be a successful year for six Yeah, I mean it, it would just be weird that they wouldn't be tanking, you know, to get another pick. But this is uh, with Jerry Colangelo at the helm right now, and we're we're still trying to get Jerry Colangelo uh, in for an interview. Uh, so stay tuned for that. I'm keeping my hand on the pulse of that situation. So to just to button up the USA thing, uh, they play in the semis tomorrow against Spain, which will pretty much be the championship. I would think. I don't think Australia is going to give them the run that they did the first time. Uh, you know, maybe they caught their stride. It takes a while to get guys playing together and getting some sort of groove and getting the coaches to know when the substitution pattern should be because you can't piss anybody off. you got to kind of play everybody. Um, but, you know, Kyle Lowry and, and Harrison Barnes, who shouldn't be on the team, but are on the team because uh, everybody else said no. Uh, so we'll see.
2: What's Spain done? They, they've had a pretty good run at it, haven't
1: they? Yeah, but they're old. I mean, Marcus Gasol... Pau Gasol is pretty much a marionette at this point compared to everybody else, age-wise. You know, I mean, they have some guys. Mark's good. Yeah, Mark is... Who would have thought that Mark could potentially be the better Gasol? I don't think he's there yet, but... uh, It's, um... That's a tall order to say that. Yeah, it's... What is going on here? Uh, But, uh... Yeah, I mean, it's not going to be... It's not going to be as good of a game as it looks like on paper because Argentina was the third best team we thought. Serbia's played a lot better than everybody else thought they were going to play. Uh, Miritich, Rudy Fernandez is still there. Sh- Sergio Rodriguez, Jose Calderon. I mean, it's not a bad team, but it's not the U.S. So, I mean, I, yeah. I, I'm i just bored. <laughs> and I hate to sound like a cynic. It's like, when I'm looking for gymnastics and swimming instead of basketball in the Olympics, something is amiss because what I think should happen is what should happen. You know, the U.S., uh, the uh the IOC should call me and ask me <laughs> what I think. You know? I mean, I, I'm waiting for the phone call. Oh. Uh, first of all, I don't think it should ever be in Rio again with the poopy water and stuff. Eh. You know, it's byproduct. I was watching the, the open water swimming. I'm like, I feel like I'm getting E. coli just watching this. I gotta turn it. You know? Uh, so anyways, the, and I don't know what they're gonna do. I've, I've talked to every single person that I respect in the world of sports that I have contact to, contact with, they have no idea what to do either for the, for the USA men's thing. Because it's just not, winning by 60, it's not the Beatles anymore, like I, t- I said last week. It's not the 1992 Dream Team where it's a spectacle. They're expected to win by 30 points every game, and it's unfair to the team, it's unfair to the watchers, because yeah. it's like, wow, they're up by 30, that's great, do I really need to watch this anymore so the ratings plummet, or it's close, and it's like, man, these guys suck. So it, it really, it's a zero-win situation. Even if they win the goal, it's like, okay, cool. Great accomplishment, you did what you were supposed to do.
2: Yeah. It's interesting to see the women just march through it, too. Yeah,
1: and they're, but they're the, – the WNBA let's, – let's turn for a minute, then. The WNBA, we have um, Mr. Stephen Bardo, who is uh, – we interviewed him. I go to voiceamerica.tv to watch that interview. He's a Big Ten announcer, and he, he does the Chicago Sky Games, I believe. Um, the WNBA is now a good product. Like, if you like basketball – I know it's a drop-off, and people always poo-poo women's sports, which is ridiculous, in my opinion. Uh, Elena Deladon, Diana Taurasi, Brittany Griner, yeah. uh, Maya Moore, all of these, and it's, uh, it's all from two colleges. You know, I mean, well, Elena Deladon, I'm not... I can't remember where she went, but it was... Damn it, I really should know this, too. Uh, but uh, Brittany Griner went to Baylor, and everybody else went to Connecticut. I mean, that's yeah, just what it is. But now, with the cyclical nature of the WNBA, every... Like, every f- three years, a team wins a championship and then the next year they're in the lottery. Like, it's crazy. So, they get... All you need is one star on a WNBA team and you can make the playoffs. Like, that's... I understand it's very segmented that way and and polarizing uh, team by team because Maya Moore, I can't remember what team she plays for, but they... She's such an absolute beast that they can make the playoffs with one good player. And it, the same with Elena Deladon. She's... Was a rookie and she just took it by storm. She now has the most points ever uh, in, an, in a WNBA game, and it was, it was in her second year. I think it was 42 or 44. Yeah. And then, uh, God, what's the girl's name from this year? Uh, There's another girl that came out of Connecticut that won four uh, national champions, n- national championships, and then she's making another team relevant. So the WNBA is not as bad of a product as everybody thinks it well, is. Well, there's
2: a lot less teams now than they originally came out with. Yeah. And I know that's helped with... I mean, it's helped. You know, getting some of the con... You know, the, the competition is now more fierce because it's not as watered down as it once was, in my opinion. Uh, so they've been able to maintain with who that they have. And then, of course, overseas is attractive to these women. And, and even, you know, the Diana Taurasi went over last year Russia made more money, you know, oh, yeah. than, than here. I mean,
1: hand over fist. Yeah, so it's
2: interesting to see making choices on, well, I'd rather play overseas because there's more money. In the NBA, that doesn't happen. I mean, you really make more money overseas. <laughs> Some players could, I suppose, but for the most part. So the WNBA, all of them, can make more money if they went overseas. It seems to me, anyway, and, and choose to stay here and play in the WNBA. Yeah. So, you know.
1: what wonder what their per like. I don't, I don't know. But they th- probably have to pay for their meals. No. No. no.
2: there has got to be with the NBA behind them for so many years, surely. It's the Lifelock Phoenix Mercury.
1: Life-Lock. Dude, I mean they're, they're there's there's no room, there's no more room for, for sponsors on jerseys. They're doing for the NBA they're because they're it. greedy. It's not because they need to keep the the league afloat. Cuz that's what they that's what they did it for. I mean, they went total euro on it. And they're like, "You know what? We don't care. You know what our team name is? I ain't got to put that on the jersey." so I'm not going to I'm going to life lock it that's what I'm going to I'm going to life lock our jerseys <laughs> and the, the NBA I, it's going to be so small right it's not going to be like the main thing like you know soccer jerseys and stuff because they got to pay people I mean they need as much money as they can get in in you know the Premier League and stuff because these guys are making 300 million dollar contracts yeah. you know so <laughs> th- it still kind of bothers me that like, if, if you get traded to another team, it's, they're buying the rights to this player. Yeah. That still kind of well, rubs me the wrong way a little My, bit.
2: Maya Moore plays for the Minnesota Lynx. Yeah, I, I knew know.
1: that. Yeah. Dang it. And Elena Deladon plays for the Sky, doesn't she? The Sky, yeah. Yeah, and, she, and you know Brianna Stewart is the one that I was talking about before they won four national champions in UConn. When you watch these women play, and I, I was watching the, the uh, NCAA Women's Tournament, and it was the I think it was the Elite Eight or Sweet Sixteen, Elite Eight. They were playing a two seed. They were up thirty-five to four, wow. and I'm like, "You got to be kidding me! This is all." And I understand that it's like Oak Hill in basketball. Oak Hill is a basketball school that happens to teach other, you know, uh, subjects. But they at least have competition when they when they play other high-ranked uh, schools, you know, across the country, high school basketballs. Connecticut. Nobody is ever gonna beat them again unless you get another 6'9 woman in Brittany Griner and Baylor beats them because she's unstoppable. Brianna Stewart is like... It was amazing to watch the effortless nature in which she played and it's like it, She could hit the three. She's got the little leaner in the paint. She's got a, she plays defense. She rebounds like the, the fundamentals that Gino Auriemma teaches is I understand the talent's better. I mean, everybody teaches fundamentals as a coach, but Gino Ariam, I don't know what he does to the water in, 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 at UConn, but it's something special. And mm-hmm. if you're a sports fan, you have to appreciate greatness regardless of what sport mm-hmm. it is.
2: It's certainly the program, too. It's a perpetual, you know, program where they just Well, keep... he started that. Yeah, well, he's been there how long now? <laughs> For a long time. <laughs> too man. long. I mean... No. Why would you ever give that job yeah, up?
1: You're the, you're the mayor of that city. It's not the it's not the men's basketball coach, it's you. I mean, there are very few coaches that I, I don the mayor or the you know the mayor of the city. It's more than an alderman. I'd say mayor of the city. I mean, you have you know Tom Izzo, uh, Coach K, Roy Williams, kind of, but he's only been there for ten years or so, um, and Gino. I mean, it's that's just yeah. he's an absolute machine. Well, he's got a machine. Yeah. Going, well, he's right got there. a system, yeah. and that's it. You're going to come play for my system, you're going to listen to me, and we're going to win championships. Well,
2: it's been, I, and I have, I've watched some of the Olympics, the women's, and you're right, it is fun to watch them. They play a, you know, a little smaller ball at the same time, but uh, those ladies can really play. And I've, I've really enjoyed to see them just really put it on. I watched them play China the other day, and China, they were, like you said, 35-4 or something coming yeah. out of the shoots, and they just play so well together, and, and I question why our men struggle. You know, is it that they're not playing together? I mean, this is basketball under the rim. Okay, I, I, watching these women, it's basketball, and so they have to do things more correctly, it seems like. It seems like there's a more area of, I can mess up if I'm a, a dude, because my athleticism, or my ability to jump, can make up for mistakes. And so the women have to play more precise, more crisp, more clean. You have to make better passes, make sure they're mm-hmm. skipping, make sure they're sharing, make sure they're driving, looking to pass. You know, and, and it just seems like it's a, it's a better game. They play a better game. You know what I mean? Well, like I mean, a more you,
1: pure game, a clean game yeah, compared in, to the boys. In regards to the Olympics alone, it's just not fair talent-wise. You know, we have such a larger pool. I mean China not necessarily, but I mean China's a different country.
2: Yeah.
1: You know? The US is you wanna play basketball, you can play basketball. You know, I mean that's that's just what it is. And and, and they're bigger, stronger, faster. That's that the the margin between talent in the u.s. across all the other olympic countries with regards to women's basketball It doesn't even touch. I mean the men's the men's range doesn't even touch that. I mean it's exponentially wider margin of talent from the USA women's to to everybody else.
2: My thought is is that the men can learn something from the women how to play together you know, instead of deciding somebody gets a certain amount of minutes or not, or just so many shots, you know, it seems to me like it's just more of a team game. The more that everybody wants it the more, they, they want the, the goal is, is, is a, a unity to be achieved together. And, and it just seems like when you turn the ball over to the men, there's a little one on one, or my turn, or I'm going to jack I don't know it when up. I'm going to get
1: the ball again, Carmelo. Yeah, yeah. Let it go. Who would have thought that, yes, you are listening to Rebound Radio? Uh, this is not the WNBA hour. Uh, yeah. This is, yeah. who would have thought, you know what, we touched Argentina, we touched WNBA basketball, we have touched Carmelo hating, we have touched yeah. NBRPA. I mean, this is this has been a very Olympic show for us, yeah. <laughs> you know, a very worldly show for us. Uh, we got a couple minutes left, so in 90 seconds, I want you to give the rundown of the, of the app that will be coming out soon. You got to do 90 seconds. We'll start it with the next show, but... Okay. Um, With
2: School Pro is the app that teaches about financial literacy. And we are through the Phoenix Chapter, our nonprofit, we have a program teaching financial literacy. So we'll go out to middle schools and we will talk about your chances of making it to the NBA. We don't want to dash dreams, you know, just it's probably nobody in this room will make it to the NBA. Yeah. You know, it's kind of one of these heart-to-hearts. And then, but guess what? Everybody in here is going to have to deal with money. Yeah.
1: Do you want to know about Santa Claus, or do you want to know about your NBA chances? Anyways, continue. <laughs>
2: so that being said, everyone has to know about money. So with this app that we have coming out, I'm excited to, to be able to play. The kids will play a game, and they'll play a game about learning about financial literacy. And if they get so far in the game, they get to receive a $529,000 scholarship. So, that's real quick in a nutshell. That is what's happening next.
1: And Phoenix, it thinks, yeah. And we're going to tease, we just teased that. Sorry, we got to get out of here. Next week, we will talk about that to start. Cool. Um, you start with a 1000 You can get it, it, it could grow. It's free app. Uh, free money isn't really a real thing, except for in this schooled pro app. Alex Clancy, Matt Fish, in studio. We will see you guys next At week back. on Rebound Radio. <laughs>
0: Thanks for tuning in to Rebound Radio. Please join Matt Fish next Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. We'll profile another legend of basketball. Have a great week.